0: I had a question for you yep um there was a situation that happened the other day at our house and i don't know whether i should be concerned at all okay can i run by you sure all right so we're outside the other day and we have these at our house we have these big black yellow spiders they're called a yellow garden spider if you want to see them and they're huge mm-hmm. i've they're heard like, about your spiders yeah they're very big and mm-hmm. so they're yellow garden spiders um and we have them all over the plot all over the place and they're venomous um oh they are I they know they are venomous, but they're pretty scared of you, so I don't think they're going to actually come after you. But anyway, okay. our kids always highlight them and whatnot. And the other day, we found two of them outside, one of which was laying a sack of eggs on the back of our house. And our kids are all like looking at it, and whatnot. Our kids just watched Charlotte's Web, <laughs> and so um, or watched it and read the book and mm-hmm. whatnot. So they know all about you know, spiders and laying eggs and all this stuff. And so, nonetheless. Uh, It ends with pretty much the male and the female. The female is still laying the sack of eggs. And my kids go on to smash and kill the male spider. (laughs) And we asked, and then they didn't kill the female one. And we asked why, like, why did you kill the daddy? And they are like, oh, well, they already laid the eggs. So now the daddy is no longer needed. They said that. That's what they said. Whoa. (laughs) and so now i'm walking around my house concerned be concerned concerned because you know i'm turning corners wondering if my kids are going to have a crowbar or something because you're done (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm all done (laughs) well yeah that's true Uh another life update there i guess i recently got a vasectomy for all Mm -hmm. those who are interested in knowing (laughs) um a few weeks ago i did get a vasectomy which is true i didn't take it there Uh i'm just saying the fact that we now have kids, and then suddenly, once the kids are here, suddenly the male is no longer needed. Uh, and now you're really not needed. <laughs> now, now I'm really not needed because I cannot <laughs> procreate no longer, and so scientifically at least. And um, should I be worried? Are my kids going to? Yes, me? I'm nodding my head. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I... On, did that happen in the movie? I, I couldn't tell you what, what happened in Char- Charlotte's Web. How did they know that? So how, Yeah, how well, did they know that? I don't know how they know about the spider and the male spider because I don't even know the truth of that. I'm just saying that's what my kids said. I always I always heard, maybe it was a triantula, whatever kind of spider it is. but once they're done... Once they like, lay eggs. Yeah, lay eggs yes. or have sex, whatever, that to is true. impregnate the female. You mean the male? The female, the female eats the male. Oh. I've heard that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I know seahorse. So that's, that. where I, that's where I was wondering, how did your kids already know that? I don't know. They were getting they, rid of the male before the the female could even get rid of I, I don't, don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they knew about the male getting rid of the male. I okay. do know that in Charlotte's Web at the end of the book. Spoiler alert. If you ever have not seen Charlotte's Web, I'm about to spoil the whole thing. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, great. Charlotte. Lays a sack of eggs and then she goes on and dies because um, that's what spiders do, apparently. I guess. I don't know. So sad. And so, yeah, I guess so. And mm-hmm. so, it is a sad kids' book, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. We just read it and watched it for the fir- my first time. We showed our kids, and I'm like, wow, this is actually a pretty sad movie. And so, anyway, um, nonetheless. And then all the kids like float away, correct? The kids? Oh, the spiders. Mm-mm. Kids? No. What is the movie that they lay it and then they get blown away in the wind? Maybe maybe uh, I don't know anyway man. I don't know that one. maybe uh, I haven't seen Charles Charlotte Charlotte all the the spider babies, what do we call them? spideys. Um, they all <laughs> it's babies it's babies babies <laughs> they, they all you know anyway, stick around in the barn where all the other people or all the other animals are at. so um, nonetheless, be scared. be scared, be scared. okay. Yeah. so as well as all of you other husbands/ <laughs> slash dads out there if you are now done. And can no longer procreate The snip snip be scared i'm still i'm kid. still okay you're still good i'm still good for now good that's good yep yeah mm-hmm. all right let's start with some uh football action before we start i uh so in our house we um have an upstairs TV, and we have a downstairs TV. Yeah. Downstairs TV was my stimulus splurge. The Biden got me a bigger TV. Well, Biden it was before the, the Biden, Biden box. box. I, I, I don't, don't remember. When Trump was maybe, I think it was like yep. whatever the six hundred dollar thing. Yeah, I think, or unless it was three hundred per per person, and then you Something. get it anyway.
1: Yeah,
0: I splurged mine because I I wanted a big TV, mm-hmm. so I got it. So it's just been sitting in our basement but we don't really go down in the basement very often. So it's just sitting there. So actually this weekend I was like, why don't we just move this thing up? Because
2: Football's I want to watch here. it.
0: Football's here. <laughs> I want to watch on it. There's a reason why we got this one. Mm-hmm. So we moved it up and I forgot that this TV can do the, like the Apple play or the airplay. Mm-hmm. So like usually when I watch games on my phone, I can now. Compl- airplay. Oh dude, it's such game a changer. Diff- oh, game changer. <laughs> It was so nice. I don't know if my wife likes, like, yeah. I'll be watching <laughs> way more football now on the TV. But uh, anyway. Um, That's also. But <laughs> we just have the HDMI cable thing, Majigger. Oh, that yeah. That plugs into, we use our iPad now. And so it just plugs right into the That is thing, nice. That, that uh, Eventually, know. potentially when I get like a, ooh. Actually, I think I have a random iPhone just laying around somewhere. Boom. Oh man! TV. Because I could do that, and then just have my normal phone just holding on to it. Yep. Jeez, look at look you, just it, to, you! Just need to just come up with stuff yeah. when you're on when you're on the air. It works. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Everybody should podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get into uh, the cowgirls. The cow. Hey, <laughs> what a place to start. Everybody else starts there. Yeah, hour. might right. as well. I mean, everybody's raving about how great they are. I am going to be one of those people that said that they were real. Their defense was real. Mm-hmm. At least I thought so. I still think they are. <clears throat> I mean, they lost to the Cardinals, but that defense yeah. would be just fine. Trayvon Diggs doesn't mean that much to them, does it? I mean, that was interesting because once that happened, their Super Bowl uh, odds did not move. It shows where they kind of think what they think about the Cowboys. Yeah. is that Or they think of Trayvon Diggs. Now, I think it's going to be a huge loss because last year they had this same thing and teams would throw on the other side of Trayvon Diggs. Mm hmm. This year, they had Trayvon Diggs, which then they went out and got Stephon Stephon Gilmore, Mm -hmm. who was a a good compatible. I mean, they're really two good corners. Trayvon Diggs goes down, and now you're putting all that pressure on Stephon Diggs, who's up there in age. Stephon Gilmore. Gosh! That's a penalty. I don't know what to do. Gilmore. (laughs) Happy Gilmore. No, you have to give me the top five. Yeah, by the way, let's stop. New rule on this podcast, which has happened privately. New rule. Every time there is a mess up of a name, which Brandon does often. I do that all yeah. the time, and I'm going to have so many of these. You then have to give us your top five of whatever. Wait, what did I say? Up. You said Stefan Diggs instead of Stefan Gilmore because you're talking about Trayvon Diggs, which is very tricky, by the way. It is. But they're brothers. You still messed it up. That's true. And <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking about the Bills res- Bill's receiver, he's doing okay. That's not what You're lying. (laughs) Okay. So, you owe us by the end of the show. By the end of this episode, you have to give us the uh, top five digs. I don't know what that means. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so, Stefan Gilmore is the guy on the side now, and he's up there in age, like, putting all that pressure. Now you have, I have no idea who they're other corners now going to be so i don't know i think it might hurt them more than they think yeah i mean and f- i'm okay with that yeah of course <laughs> i don't i don't want to sound like a dallas hater but i am you are a dallas hater okay. you're, a Phil- you're a philadelphia Eagles exactly fan. i i think i i did not think trayvon diggs meant that much to them i think that this was a what, what's that called when you um you're supposed to blow out a team and then what do they call it, like a sleeper team or what, what's that called Handcut or handcut. What's it called? When you blow out a team. When you're supposed to blow out a team. Uh-huh. And then they end up giving you a run for your number, your run money. for money. What's that called? There's a term for it in sports when it's a trap game. There you go. Yeah, that's what it is. I you were giving me a face of like you were trying. It felt like you were trying to trap me. No. <laughs> and you were giving me a face like trying to say, hey, <laughs> get, <laughs> do that. Uh, uh, uh. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> you're going to be so hesitant. I'm so. <laughs> on your words. Now I'm paranoid. Jeez. Yeah. No, the trap game. This yep. that's what this felt like to me. This was a trap game defensively. Like defensively, I felt like that defense came out rusty. I felt like they came out like they didn't really need to come out and play. And because of that, the pressure then got swung to not only the offense, but specifically Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Tap ten Dak. <laughs> and he did not get it done. And obviously he finished with the Interception there in the the with that guy. He got amped. By the way, did you see that guy on the sideline afterwards? He was pumped. (laughs) The guy Um, who got the interception. The guy who got an interception. Wasn't that uh, uh, Kaiser White? Kaiser White. Yeah, yeah. He was nice work. He was an Eagle last year. Really? He decided to go with his good old buddy John. He was amped after he got that interception, Mm -hmm. and so, um, anyway. But yeah, I think I think it was just a trap game for the defense, and then I think the offense. We said before, I, I, I don't think that this team is going to win games, putting the pressure and putting the ball in Dak Prescott's hands. Mm-hmm. I think they need to build a game plan around the running game and beat teams with defense. That's yeah. what I think this team needs to be. Um, and this was – a they gave the, the, the Cardinals, who we never thought it would have been them, but they gave the blueprint I, of how to beat this team. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> who would have thought Josh Dobbs? Right. I mean – He's making them in, like, the, who they play first? They played Washington, correct? They played Washington week one, and they were in that game. They sh- almost should have won that game against the Washington Commanders. Then they played the Giants. Mm-hmm. They should have beat the Giants, actually. But the Giants they came came back, came yeah. back mm-hmm. and they beat the Cowboys. They almost beat the whole NFC East. Super Bowl contender? <sighs> who, the Cowboys? Cardinals. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you were just amping them up there for a second. Yeah, NFC is terrible. Is it? I don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. The, the reality is that we're three games in. I was gonna I was like thinking about like, hey, what can we actually like do today, right? Like what, yeah. what things can we talk about? I'm like Super Bowl contender. like ah, it's too early for that. You can't really uh, do that. Everybody's gonna talk about dolphins, everybody's gonna talk about the Chiefs, everybody's gonna talk about these teams. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so speaking of the Dolphins, wow. Wow. I did not expect that. I don't think any ten touchdowns. Eight touchdowns by running backs, right? Yeah. Eight of them by the running backs. I think two had four touchdown passes, like 309 yards. He was 16 for 16 at one point. I don't know what he finished, um, but unbelievable. It was it game. was crazy. I, we, um, we were watching it, and I mean, we were not watching the game. We were watching, was that a one o'clock game? Yep. So we were watching, we were jumping back and forth between mm-hmm. a couple different games. Was it a four o'clock? Uh, I don't remember. Actually, I think it was a one o'clock anyway. game. Um, and but we were watching all the, you know, we were jumping from the, you know, Browns and Titans, which never was really a game. Um, some of terrible. the other ones. Anyway, and then I saw 52. I think it was like 52 or 56 maybe points to, to 20 or something like that at the time. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? And then it score. Sure enough, they scored two just more keep touchdowns. Going yet. And keep going. Well, I was watching it a little bit because I had I have Russell Wilson as my QB two mm-hmm. in our in uh, one of our leagues, and uh, so I'm kind of I mean, you pay attention to your fantasy players, and uh, you're like, nice, you know, a couple t- a touchdown here and there, and then you look, and Miami just keeps going. It was kind of a nice feeling at the same time that they kept scoring because that means they had to air it out more the the broncos for Mm -hmm. for russell wilson but then you watch as it keeps piling up piling up and you're like they're gonna take russ out you can't like what's the point of them being in there and they didn't and they didn't it looks like they didn't yeah so but uh but no i saw i heard this stat all credit go to the dan love show um show what what a show yeah (laughs) what a show yeah bad Um, bad at being good good of being bad (laughs) um But they said that the Dolphins in basically four quarters when they scored 70 points have more points than the Jets so far all season who have 43, the Patriots who are at 50 something, the whole NFC South, the Falcons, the Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Bucks play tonight. Mm -hmm. So it gets kind of an asterisk. Mm -hmm. Except they're going to stay under because the Eagles are going to do really well. Um should be book it not me I hate you. booking it see that's where I'll come back to that okay. um and then the leading passer uh who's Kirk Cousins and the leading receiver Justin Jefferson the Minnesota Vikings don't even have 70 points in their season mm-hmm. and they get 70 in four quarters four quarters yeah. That is nuts. It is. They were absolutely absurd. But then I then you just go back and you're like, yeah, it was crazy. 70 points, this, that, and the other thing. And then, but it counts as one win. Mm-hmm. Basically have to throw that away. If you're Sean Payton, you just throw that whole, the whole game. The whole game. Do you even watch film? Flush it down to potty. <laughs> Dude, the, the, Tua's passer rating? One, perf- 155.8. So, wow. three points off of... Perfect. Perfect. Mike White's backup quarterback, 158.3. Perfect. <laughs> Starter. So, yep. Starter. Trade Point. Hey, Jets, I think you need him back. Yeah, QBR. Well, maybe they should bench Tua. I mean, look at that. Ba- better pass rate. <laughs> Tua, QBR, 88.9 <laughs> out of a possible 100. Mike White, 100. <laughs> wow. No, it was it was really unreal. When they, when they were... I saw the... The touchdown to to put him up to sixty three and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is unreal and then they got the A chain you know uh, he broke off the run, they scored the last one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the heck and and then they could have kicked would you let me ask you, would you have kicked a field goal at yes. the at the end so everybody knows what we're talking about. The dolphins get the ball back, and they're going down the field, and they have the opportunity to kick a field goal for those who don't know the record. It, uh, for the most points scored in the NFL game of all time is 72. And so the Dolphins were only two points away from that. They, they were in field goal range. They could have kicked a field goal. They did 70 points, by the way, no field goals, no field goals, no field goals, all touchdowns. Yep. And so um, would you have kicked it? Listen to this guy. Yes. My answer is yes. <laughs> okay. This guy said the Dolphins had, like you said, the Dolphins had a chance to kick a field goal to set an NFL record in points, but Mike McDaniels decided to kneel it out and end the game. Hashtag classy move. Yeah. I mean, it's true. You're already up yeah. 70 points on this team. Yes. <laughs> you have whipped. Well, yeah. okay. You've yeah. scored 70 yeah. points on this team. You yeah. have whipped them. Mm-hmm. You could have literally knelt the ball every time you got the ball. Mm-hmm. You're no, you didn't have to run it. You didn't have to do that. Kick the field goal. Yep. Kick the field goal. I would have I w- I kicked the field goal, get the record. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're not playing for record. You're playing for a Super Bowl but come on for me for me it's not it's not for any reason outside of rewarding i would have rewarded my team by giving them that record with the impressive game that they put on there offensive and defensively special teams even though they had no kicks uh no field goals um 10 for 10 on. he literally had 10 points the kicker had 10 points yeah. without kicking yes field goal. goal and so like for me i'm just like I reward that team where they could then go spend the rest of their life saying we broke that record, which I believe everybody thinks is unbreakable. And they we've could have, just saw that they could break it. Yes. And so for me, I, I would have done it for that uh, out of respect for the team and to reward them for it. But obviously he didn't do it. Um, but would you be upset? Like in Sean Payton's position, would you have been upset had they kicked a field goal? I know we can't speak for him and what. Um, like at that point, you're down 50 points already. You're really going to get upset because they kick a field goal. I don't think so. I'm, I'm already like I think you'd be on pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like I don't think you can get any matter. I don't know. Yeah. Can you? I mean, yeah, your team's going to be in the record books mm-hmm. in the wrong way. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. No, it's but tough for uh. Sure. But they literally had seventy yards of offense. they uh, they're, Um. Sorry, not seventy. They had seven hundred yards yeah. of offense. Yep. Jeez, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the second, and then the second team to record three hundred yards, passing and three hundred yards receiving, rushing, rushing. Gosh, what? That's a- all right. Yes terrible that's right 70 that's like, points i'm it's, not getting yeah. names wrong yeah that is no, good you're right You're doing right i'm just job. reading wrong uh we have this clip which i recorded into our uh system here and then i didn't set it up before this segment so <laughs> now i'm gonna do it here off the cuff and i guessed where we were supposed to be at um, but this is a clip of sean payton yep after the game and one of the reporters uh, i don't know i'd say rubbing it in right I would think so. I don't know why he was doing that, but yeah, yeah absolutely. He's he, rubbing it in. Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. Sean Payton starts out the press conference with how embarrassing of a loss this is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't hear the whole beginning of the press conference, but he basically healing. He, yeah. And he's there. He's watching the whole thing. He's on the sideline. He sees everything that's happening. He yep. sees the big number seven zero on the scoreboard. So after the Sean Payton goes through and explains all of his deep dark feelings of being on the opposite side of this uh this reporter uh goes on to to ask this it's
3: only next a, question it's only three ahead, is this kind of a, to see, and kind of uh, all, a listen this the season's full of those type of moments getting go a little and, further here this one obviously is difficult to be sitting here on three talking to you guys um there'll be more
1: i know
0: that you said it's embarrassing but this is kind of an historic game I mean, just
3: like i'm out. aware third time the team has scored 70 points over 70 what's, I mean, <laughs> what's the question? What's
1: the question? I just finished telling you.
3: Next question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this reporter just oh, needs to absolutely. know. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think he has every right to say that. Who's that? Sean Payton. Just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, there, again, what is the question? Yeah. There was zero yeah. question it in was, that. How, You're just letting me know what I already know. Well, it was... I understand you just told us how you feel after this loss, but let me tell you that it was a historic loss. <laughs> and how do you feel now? Like, If you didn't me, know already. If you didn't know already <laughs> that this was historic, that's that's now see what your feelings are. So I would have I been pissed as well. Yes. I, I agree. Uh, breaking news. You guys would probably... Feel- already know this yep but joe burrow is expected to play tonight hey yo not just getting dressed he's playing expected to play tonight i'm bringing it up here i don't see anything right now can thank bleacher report for that thank you bleacher report yes um well how do you feel well i don't know i'm gonna tell you how i feel after they start playing And I see how he's moving. I've seen some videos. I've seen, yeah, expected to play Monday Night Football. I just brought it up here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm concerned with the long-term health. Um, I want him to play, obviously. But in the same respect, I want him to be healthy throughout the remainder of the year. I think that he can do well. I think they need the game plan. Quick three-step drops, get rid of the ball. Don't go for these, you know, whatever. not against Aaron Donald, these boys, that this defense is not what it was when we played him in the Super Bowl, but they still have Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure that, you know, we're getting the ball out quickly. Don't let Joe get hurt. No sacks, zero sacks, throw the ball away, Joe, like <laughs> zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't try and make something happen like crazy. Although it's in him, he's going to do that, but I don't know. I like Browning too. Not that I like him to like lead our, the rest of our year or whatever. I think that he is the legitimate backup quarterback though that can come in and, and play well in, his, in Joe Burrow's absence. Um, and I think that we can win this game whether Burrow starts and finishes and or not. Um, Would you rather him not start? It's really hard to say because I don't know enough about the injury yeah. Like, like the, the the severity of the injury. Because didn't, I don't mean to throw fear, but didn't Aaron Rodgers have a calf strain before? Is that why he sat out most of the training camp and then he played the last game of the season or the last preseason game? And then when he came back in, did he not tear the Achilles that he had the calf strain? I have no idea. I, I mean, I could be completely blown smoke, but I don't know why I thought that yeah i'm not sure
3: so Um, i don't know if
0: that's a possibility that that's what scares me it's like (laughs) i i don't know i mean maybe by the way regarding the aaron Rodgers injury i saw something that showed uh during the draft this past year in the draft the jets were targeting a tackle that would have been the left new left tackle in the draft in the first round they were targeting a tackle that would have been a new left tackle for the jets um and bill belichick traded up to go get him. To go get that left tackle. And now they have the backup left tackle, which then goes and injures. And I saw this, that that story, and a picture of Bill Belichick just sipping a glass of orange juice. <laughs> so, just total Bill Belichick again, stealing the, the, the guy who could have maybe stopped it. Although, again, we talked about it before. It wasn't the the tackles in, uh, fault in any way. But anyway, mm-hmm. back to the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I, I don't want this thing to linger longer than it needs to so if the doctors are saying hey this is in good shape it's going to be a little sore but i think you're fine absolutely get out there and play we're zero two get out there and make something happen we looked good especially in the second half against baltimore i think we can come out and we could play this baltimore's defense is legit they're tough to play browns have arguably one of the better defenses in the league this year right so far i mean Mm -hmm. they're really really good um, and so the two of the better defenses in the league that we played after Joe Burrow misses all of training camp. And so, yeah, has he looked bad? Absolutely. He has, he's hurt and he's playing tough defenses. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just trying to say like, we've also been put through the ringer these first two games. And so for them to come out and play a Rams team that doesn't have the defense that these two teams have, I think that we can get it going. I think that we can score 30 plus, even with a hurt Joe Burrow. I think we can. Mm-hmm. but we need the game plan for him to get rid of the ball fast. We can't let him extend plays the way he's normally accustomed to doing, which I love that about him. But right now it's not the time. Wait right. for week 10 or at least after the bye week. We have a uh, week seven bye week this this year. Mm. At least wait until after that. So I don't know. Um, they interviewed Jamar. Obviously, Jamar, before the season started, he was very clear that, hey, I don't want Joe to play unless he's 100%. Um, and people blew that out of proportion and then he backed mm-hmm. it up and said like, no, I actually mean that I'm not trolling. Like I actually mean that yeah. I, don't, I don't want him to play. And they interviewed him again and he's like, yeah, I don't want him to play. And he does, J- Jamar doesn't think that Joe is hundred percent all that stuff. So you can ten- send some tension there, not that it's a big, big deal, but just some tension there, um, between Jamar and Joe maybe, um, or just Jamar and everybody, uh, because he's mm-hmm. frustrated that that happened. Um, And I understand why, but, um, Joe's a competitor. That's what we love about him. And so that's why he wants to play. So I, it's really hard to answer the question. I don't want it to linger though. So if the doctors are like, Hey, this is an issue where like literally any play, this can get strained, which of course it can. Anybody can get an injury, any play, but I'm just saying like, it's very likely that it happens and it gets worse. Yeah. No, it'd be great to have him for the white tiger game, but it's not worth putting at risk, you know, November, December. Um, we need him there for that. So yeah. I, I don't know how to answer the question. Yep. So I don't know. But I'm he's glad fine. to hear that that he's going to suit up at least. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if we're up by two, three touchdowns, uh, or two, three scores, I should say, um, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed if they pulled him out, you know, and kind of like, you know, let like Browning. Let him rest. Yeah, coast. I'm really interested in how our run game steps up. We struggled running the ball last year. We were great the year before. So I'm really curious how, you know, Joe Mixon, Chris Evans and Chase Brown, our rookie, mm-hmm. come out and I think it'd be great if we could dominate on the ground. Um yeah. and, but we'll see how they how they come through. Colorado, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, they got womped. Like yep. it was ugly. Very. It was really ugly. Yep. Um, yeah, I was hoping that they would make it a game, and they did not. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Um, anytime I looked up Oregon scoring, and Colorado ain't doing jack. Yep. <laughs> so it was. That was pretty much. I mean. Again, I was hoping that Colorado was gonna win. I was hoping at least at least put up more than six points. Make it a game, but mm-hmm. they got trounced. Yep. They got trounced. And are we like Oh, I'm still going with them. Like, I'm not gonna I already think they had a successful season. But I want them to have a better if they lose season. the rest of their games. You think it's success? I mean, comparatively so to last year, yes. Mm-hmm. But no. But they won't they won't lose all their games because prime said that they won't yeah. ever look like that again. <laughs> and so, and so if he said it, it must be true. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, I just think that again, that what I've been saying this whole time, we jumped way too far ahead, way too quickly. Like they beat TCU and suddenly these team, this team is like the next big thing. And then they beat two no name team, Nebraska and Colorado state university. Like, Give me a break. And we've been saying it for weeks. Wait until they play Oregon. Wait until they play USC. And honestly, I don't, I would not be surprised if they got whooped on next next week against USC. USC. Yeah, I would not be surprised. So I guess we'll find out there. Yeah, I think it was, I think one thing that was really interesting um, that Co- Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, whatever, I'm going to call him. Call him whatever you want. Yeah, Sanders um Sanders. Sanders. okay uh but he said colonel, that uh, colonel, colonel sanderson <laughs> um is that they're still pieces away he even said that in the beginning which you can obviously tell they are pieces away mm-hmm. like the lines are terrible are small right and i mean that's what everybody is saying is that they just kept getting beat up it felt like Oregon was running down their throats right and they were um the size matters Right. In football and winning in the trenches is huge. It makes you wonder why, why, and I know I keep on coming back to this one moment, but why treat Ed Ed Warder like garbage? If you know you're a few pieces away, why treat him like garbage when you say, do you believe now and don't even take his question because he questioned your team for not being ready right now? Mm Mm-hmm. And then we find out, like, why do that week one? If you already know. It? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, that's yeah. the problem I have with this team is that it's just so, it feels arrogant. It feels humble one second. Mm-hmm. Arrogance next. And I don't know what to believe. And then the, the whole yep. country is good. So I, I yeah, I don't they're know. Lo- they're looking for clicks, not wins. Right? Did you, so let me let me show you this clip. In the post-game press conference, I don't know if you heard this part um, I'm sure maybe you have, but I'm just going to play this part. Uh, pretty much somebody's asking about whether or not he believes that there's a target on their back um, when when teams play them and whatnot. So mm-hmm. this is what Coach
1: Prime had said. Teams are trying to beat me. They're not trying to beat our team. They keep forgetting I'm not playing anymore. I had a great career. I'm serious. I got a gold jacket ain't back. So I'm good. If I was out there playing against every coach I played against, we would be totally dominant. We would be t- <laughs> <laughs> what do
0: you feel like this is what i mean when i hear like arrogance just complete arrogance like i get confident get cocky get it but what do you feel if you're his players when he says i think, i'm out there playing we totally dominate if well if he was out there with the coach like playing against the other coaches i think they No, is that what he's saying, though? Yeah. I took that as him not playing like, against other coaches. I'm t- I'm taking that as him playing in the games with I, his team. I took it if the coaches were playing, too. Uh, Isn't that what he said?
1: Let's listen to it again. Teams right. are trying to beat me. They're not trying to beat our team. They keep forgetting I'm not playing anymore. I had a great career. I'm serious. I got a gold jacket ain't back. So I'm good. If I was out there playing against every coach I played against, we would be totally dominant. I guess I, was going I guess you could maybe church. hear that.
0: That's I, how. That's how I thought he said it. But I think once you signed up for this Colorado, once you came, you had a choice to come to Colorado. I think you knew what you were getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like, I think they just know that, that hits. That's him, and they're gonna have to live with it. The players. The players. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I agree with that. I agree yeah. with like the fact of choosing to play with him and all that stuff. But I think that that's like a total after getting annihilated by Oregon for you to come out and say the way I took it. And again, maybe if this is what there, he meant. I would kick butt. Yeah. If I would have been out there, we would have been dominant is what I heard the head coach say after his team got trounced by Oregon. That's what I heard him say. And so including his son. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, <laughs> if I'm a player, like that, that is a very bad vibe as the kids say Mm -hmm. nowadays I would not be a fan of that as a player on that team Um, and I again just felt like it was arrogant I wouldn't me neither but I also at the same time Jay's calling me my brother's calling me hello Yo. what's up
1: what's up guys what are you doing
0: podcasting
1: Currently recording?
0: Yep. You're on the air. Sweet.
1: I want to play a game or a segment. Okay. Question of the days with Jay.
0: Questions of okay. the day with Jay. Okay, go ahead. Hit us.
1: Cool. Okay, first one. And these are all for you, Sean. Um,
0: Do you know about this? Wait, hold on, hold on. Do you know about this? A little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I. You talked you talk about me being... Trapping you earlier, I feel totally trapped right now. Go ahead.
1: Okay, first one, Micah, come here. Where if Is you that, could go oh. anywhere in the world with no with money not being an option, where would you go?
0: Oh. I don't know. Uh, so I don't. I, I I feel like I have. I'm a rookie at traveling. The only place I've ever traveled was Niagara Falls, like out of the country. It was Niagara Falls in Canada. And uh, I don't feel like that really counts. So I don't know what I want, what I don't want. But I want to go somewhere in the Caribbean sometime.
1: Ah, cool. Little Jack Sparrow, got it. (laughs) Okay. Next question. With you starting work next week. Whoa. Huh?
0: Wow, breaking news. I did. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I don't know if you could hear it, but Micah did the wah-wah-wah noise.
0: No, I did uh, not. I don't know what the anyway, wah wah noise is.
1: What, what is your go-to lunch that you will pack for work since you won't have access to kitchen anymore? Well,
0: well, <laughs> well okay. Um... <laughs> You, <laughs> well i was thinking about this the other day it's interesting you asked so i'm on a kick I, i've always been more of like a uh like an eating kick guy cheryl or cheryl jay will know this cheryl will know this uh, as well. like eating on a kick so i'll go and kicks on what i'm eating right like,
1: uh, like hyper hot dogs fixation? what'd you say jay hyper fixation
0: yeah like like i'll eat nachos for like three weeks nachos and cheese you know put it in the microwave just like you know what i mean like you won't eat them again for a month and then then i'll (laughs) stop eating them and then it turns into cinnamon life cereal and then i won't eat that and then it turns into ramen and then it you know english muffins and then Mm -hmm. whatever it may be it always switches but i get in these like sort of ruts if you will on eating right now the thing i'm eating is sausage egg and cheese on a bagel (laughs) nice yeah and so i make these things like just Throw the egg in the firing pan, throw the sausage in the microwave, get the get the you know, bagel in the in the toaster and throw it all together and boom. You got something in ten minutes. And so Dude. my thought, this is my thought, was just take an hour, just make a butt ton of these. Meal prepping. Just, yep, meal prepping, could, that's right. We, that. we have a just, microwave. Yeah, and just get them all going. You have a microwave. We got a microwave. So, Jay, what about what's up with that dig you just gave me about not having a kitchen anymore? You've had a kitchen. Nah.
1: Because don't you, you had your office up in your house and you came down for lunch mm-hmm. probably majority of the time and then with being on site.
0: Oh, I know what you um, mean. I just felt like it was a, it was a, it was a passive dig at me because you always like to get on me because I have pretty hands and work a physical know, job. No, I didn't say
1: you have pretty hands, you, just have, you have weak fingers because you like <laughs> it's tight on a computer. Yeah, right. I understand. You're not used to like moving ladders or anything like that, but anyway.
0: I can't wait to work with you. (laughs) Oh,
1: it's going to be great.
0: I'm going to trip you while you're carrying a step ladder.
1: Yeah? I'll see you at the top of the 30-foot.
0: Aaron Aaron (laughs) better up his workman's comp. (laughs)
1: Okay, third question. Okay. How do you feel that the Colts have a better record than the Bengals?
0: Fine. We were here last year. I feel totally fine. I am not worried, not uh, in the least bit. As long as, as long as Joe Burrow's beautiful calf is okay, and if it's not okay, then I'm just gonna give him a. What, what's that called? When okay, I cut. No, that's weird. <laughs> when I, when I cut my calf off and give it to him, that's what I'm talking about. Transplant. Transplant. Yeah, leg transplant. Yeah. What? Transplant or transfusion? Cool.
1: Those are my three questions. Thank you for participating in questions of the day with
0: Jay. Yep. All right, I got a question for you. Okay. What what, what, do you, what shows are you watching these days? Shows? Yes.
1: Uh, when I'm by myself, I'm watching the live uh, adaptation of One Piece. And when Celine and I can have a chance to watch something together, it's Suits.
0: Which you should watch. Great show. Suits? <laughs> oh, dude. Um, we watched the whole season. Okay. The whole show. Suits? Okay. Recomm- yeah. Recommended. What? Recommended Wh- by Brandon. What? It's not too bad. Yeah, I heard Brandon's recommended to me many times and I just, for whatever reason, never listened. Bad friend,
1: I haven't gone too far in The Bear, but I've watched like four episodes of that.
0: The Bear is fantastic, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. All right, well, you agree, it's fantastic because after four, oh, yeah, it's after- really
1: good. That's just not, it just hasn't piqued my interest, like, yeah, it's really good, like, it's really well done, and everything. It's, it's- just like the
0: kip- kitchen atmosphere. Stresses me out. Oh, me yeah. oh yeah. They do a good oh, job sure. of stressing you out. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, that that's part of it. And after four episodes, you gotta give it longer. When you get to the end of season two, you'll be like, This was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm. And yeah. So keep it going. You got All anything right. else for me? You done interrupting?
1: Um, <laughs> I think that's it.
0: Okay, very good. <laughs> Cool. That, hey, thanks, Jay. Thanks so much for contributing. Right. Thanks, guys, for having yeah, me. Yep, thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. <laughs> I knew one question in that whole thing. Okay. The Colts and Bengals. That's right? it. I He talked about it. He said I should bring it up. I said you should bring it up tonight. I did not know about anything else. <laughs> not even a Colts fan. He doesn't even know who Anthony Richardson is. He doesn't know who Jonathan Taylor is. Do you know why? Because he says football is dumb. Yeah, which he's a Sixer fan, whatever. Good. Yeah. Pardon. Oh, I have so much to say. <laughs> whatever. Where were we before we were, we were rudely talking, interrupted? <laughs> we're talking about Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. And Deion Sanders. Yes. We were talking about him going against all the coaches. Yeah. And apparently he's talking about physically going against the coaches. Yes. I see. That's where I took it. That's where I thought he was going with it. Um, maybe. Maybe he could. I mean. He can do it with like he doesn't have a couple of toes amputated and stuff. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. That's still, why he kinda like walks or runs. I don't even notice yeah. that he ran weird until somebody pointed that out and I'm like, oh okay. I heard that story, yeah. He, apparently he almost died or something, almost had his leg cut off. Really? But they were able to save but they were able to save the leg and ended up cutting off his toes. Oh. Yeah. So but, would he still be dominating? Apparently. No offense to Dion, but <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. Prime. One thing I found interesting, I was uh, power washing my house the other day and I was listening. Satisfying. Yeah, it is. Very. Power washing is amazing. Uh, But I was listening to a podcast episode, uh, Patrick Beth David. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, PBD um, is what what a lot of people know him as. But anyway, he did an interview with Tom Brady uh, the other day and in, the whole interview is interesting. So if you're interested and you like Tom Brady or whatever, go check it out. Like uh, Patrick Beth David's podcast, he does it. Um, and, but there was one clip that we've talked about before about this killer mentality, right? Killer mentality, oh. killer mm-hmm. edge. Um, and they talk about this a little bit and comparing it to today's athletes. Mm-hmm. And I just found it interesting. So there's two clips here. I'll start off where he started at and then we'll go into the next clip as well. Um, so here's Tom Brady talking a little bit about the competitive and or lack of competitiveness in today's sports
3: i didn't have any friends on the other teams i didn't you know and i think it's a little different day and age interesting yeah i didn't i was ex-teammates that left well yeah to a degree but i mean i was my friends were the guys that were in the battle with me so it's very different in today's age which i actually think is a little uh so he stops there
0: and kind of like explains some things a little bit um and then he, ca- he he continues later
3: and i think for me like even when i watch sports today and i see like golf's a good example i see these guys on the range yeah and, like they're all buddies and their caddies are friends and, and i'm like that's not the killer instinct that's just not i don't i don't know how you can want to crush the competition because they are your competition but then the like have dinner with them the next night. Now, I had a few friends, like, because maybe it was a long period of time, but I could count on one hand the number of, maybe Peyton Manning and I, and I love Peyton, maybe I've had dinner with him twice in 23 years, and it's not because I don't love him. I really do. Twice in 20 years. Probably. 23 years. And, you know, our competition was always like, I looked up to him so much. I admired Peyton Manning. Like, I, I loved his game. I loved everything he did. But that guy, he, I, if, if we wanted to get where we wanted to go, we had to get through them. So I had to create something different in my mind. He couldn't be my friend. You know, when I see that with a lot of the guys that, you know, Drew Brees. I love Drew. He was incredible. But he wasn't my friend. Now he's my friend. Because I'm not competing them against anymore, and I just think it's different now because of social media, the ability to connect with everybody. Everyone's friends now in sports all the time, and I'm like, I don't get that.
0: <laughs> I just That's uh, interesting. It, it is very, and it's very similar to what Jordan talked yes. about in the Last Dance, where he said in that clip that you almost have to change something in your mind to create that competitive edge. He said something along those mm-hmm. lines um, about halfway through the second clip, and I think yeah. that that's very much what Jordan did when mm-hmm. any little thing he would use and created this, use it as fuel to, you know, create that competitive yeah. edge. That's um, interesting. Gets, um, but we talk about this all the time, how like these athletes are all like friendly, friendly and, mm-hmm. you know, buddy buddies. Um, and I agree. It's weird. I feel like it's taken away from sports. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that takes away from sports? The first thing that made me think about that was, uh, was Brian Dawkins. Like he like whenever he was outside of football, whatever, great. Like, I mean, yeah, he was probably friends. I don't know if he had many friends that were, like what Tom Brady was saying, that Mm -hmm. were friends, you know, going out um, on other teams. But the whole mindset shift, once you get on that field, like in one of his documents, like they were saying, he turned into something else. Mm -hmm. Not like hating people, but he he wanted to take your head off. right? Like he turned into the Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like you've like, I don't feel like he said. There's not many people like that now. People. Is there anyone like that? Like it just has me thinking now. Like, is there anyone that's like that right now, where they're like, oh, "Yeah, I'm gonna crush you." Like the moment we step on the field or the court. Jimmy um, Butler, I guess. Maybe Jimmy's the only one I can think of. I'm. I, yeah, that's probably. TJ Watt, yeah, no idea. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, to me that's sad because it takes away from that sort of competitiveness of sports. I'm not saying I want people to hate each other all the time, or whatever. But I also don't want to see. I think the like, fans like, do that job because what's up? I mean, like I like the bring more of the quote unquote hatred to the game of sports or to the game of football, like. You go, like, for the, say the Eagles play the Cowboys. Yeah, they don't like each other. Like, they never liked each other. But then when it's over, they're, I mean, it's like, I don't know. They, like, forever we will not like Cowboy fans or mm-hmm. like the Cowboys. Whatever. I don't know. I, I Yeah, I just don't feel like p- p- players do that anymore. Like, they say, oh, the, yeah, these are our rivals. We Whatever, mm-hmm. we don't like them. But we'll go up and talk to them after. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But we hate you. Yeah. No, like, what Brady did last time or what even Bill Belichick or whatever, those guys would go up and say, good game and walk away. Right. That was them shaking hands after the game, whether they win or lose. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a little more cheerful when you win. Sure. But when you lose, it's not like, oh, here, give me my jersey. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious. I have no idea. How that all, how that all came to be. But I, I find that the enjoyment of watching them go at it, is less than now that 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 is the case, um, as opposed to going at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss the Matt Barnes and Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. like fighting with one of, Joe Kim Noah and LeBron James, like mm-hmm. those guys, like it's, going at it, like not forcing people to get hurt. But it was so we were at the Eagle game last week, right? And I was sitting next For to the, a Vikings. Guy, the Vikings, the Vikings, oh, yeah, get, the Vikings, yeah, the Eagles, yeah, and the yeah, Vikings yeah. last week. Whenever it was Thursday night, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was sitting next to a guy that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, great story. I just asked him. I was like, "Hey, how many games have you been, have you been coming to games often?" He was an older guy. He goes, "I've had these seats for thirty years." So I just started asking him, like, "What what do you think of the game?" Yeah. Now this back when it was he the had backs back when it was the vet. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. like, basically, whenever you were looking over into down into the stadium, he's like, "They were terrible seats, but <laughs> they, I mean." that's the experience but he loved like he loved the buddy ryan days back whenever literally you took people's heads off right like he said the the turf or the field was so bad at the vet we no one would walk there would pretty much be every game that somebody would tear an acl or mess up a knee mm-hmm. and in the fans they would cheer anytime an opposing player would go down they would cheer and be happy and and then um Buddy Ryan had like the, he said there was bounties on people. Now there's the bounty gate or whatever with the Saints, but back in the day, whenever it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Basically saying, go get this guy, get him out of the game. There was a guy, there was a one, he's like, he remembers being at a game where it was a Bears kicker. Kicked off to start the game. And basically they just took off at the kicker and knocked him out of the game right away, like on the ground. And they were cheering. Like fans were cheering. People were cheering. Sure. And like, He's like, I missed those days. Those were the good old days. And you're like, oh, I'm obviously, you can't do that now. But, sure. Um, but the ruthlessness—it's not. I mean, obviously, the game has changed into them not allowing that. But yeah, and I, uh, yeah, that's what I think it was. Michael Strahan, when the bounty gate thing happened, Michael Strahan came out and was like, "Yeah, this isn't a surprise to me at all. We've been doing mm-hmm. this for years. Like we yeah, did that my whole they just career." Got caught. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, they just got caught doing it, um, and I'm not saying I'm for that. Um, obviously, and neither are you. Yeah, but I also no, no, no. absolutely like yeah. that fight of. Uh, yeah, I'm not like like in that same in that same um, that same interview with Brady uh, that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they asked him about if there was anybody that was his quote unquote Isaiah Thomas is what like anybody mm-hmm. who was a rival with him. Yeah, and he says I never really had rivals. Blah blah blah. But he goes on to share some stories of people that he did have it out with, uh, on the field. And he, he shares a story about Indomitian Sioux who ended up being his teammate. And they, I think they won the Super Bowl together in yeah. Tampa. Mm-hmm. But before that, when he played in Miami and when, uh, Indomitian played in Miami and, uh, Tom played in new England. Um, he used to try and butter up the defensive linemen, especially guys like Nandama Kinsu that hit really hard. And he'd be like, oh, man, nice hit. You really got me. All these different things, right? Um, and try and like get them on their nice side a little bit so they didn't hit as hard. <laughs> and, uh, well, one time Nandama Su looked at him after he made a comment like that or whatever, and he said, I'm not your bleeping friend and just walked away. And that's when Tom was like, those are the guys I'm worried about losing to. If you like, said, to, like he, he mm. said... If he went in, sometimes he'd have uh, like young guys come up and say, oh, hey, Tom, like before the game, hey, Tom, like it's a pleasure playing against you. It's just like surreal, blah, blah, blah. I really looked up to you, blah, blah, blah. Have a great game out there or whatever. Tom said in his brain, he would say, I know I'm going to win today. Today's going to be an easy day. I'm going to crush that kid. And, <laughs> and he's like, I was worried about the That's ones awesome. who didn't blink an eye at me. Mm. Those are the ones I was worried about. And so I'm like, dude, this guy's on another level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that it was it was fun listening to that and uh, he needs to come out. He just needs to give up his his Vegas you know ownership, which apparently isn't final now. Yeah, that's reports. what I heard. Yeah. New York is calling. Uh, I doubt it. I don't think he's coming back. not after York, if you listen to the interview he, I don't think he's coming well, back Well, New York needs somebody. Yeah New York's calling for anybody right now.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Happy, happy, birthday, birthday, to you. You. happy uh, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Darren. my quarterback. Happy, happy birthday <laughs> to you. He's actually not quarterback. I know. I heard. I, I just thought about that when <laughs> I said it. Now you're a tight end now. Happy birthday. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be whatever. It depends on the week. So you never know.
0: Uh Okay.
2: But,
0: so, you're quarterback now? Thanks, guys. Uh, I said, are you quarterback now?
2: Uh, negative.
0: Gotcha. That's all right. Do they have like an official depth chart?
2: Yeah. So, technically, on the depth chart, since I started as a backup, or I started as a quarterback, I'm on the quarterback depth chart. And so, now, from now on, usually, this happened last year, when they see me on the field at receiver, tight end, the they typically are like, Oh, backup quarterback Darren Myers is in it. Wide receiver, we could see a trick play or something here. <laughs> and then hey, it's hey. just the rest of the game I'm just out there. So Taste some Hill. Hey. Nope. Never know. That's what they call me, so I'll take it.
0: <laughs> That's not a bad compliment. Nope. No, I <laughs> So uh we wanna get your uh Well, so the Eagles played tonight. This is going to be out tomorrow, so the game's going to happen. So what but what are your uh, your thoughts on the game tonight, and what are your fir- and your also thoughts on the first two weeks of the season?
2: Um, first two weeks, I mean, obviously, we started uh, been a little slow, a little slower than we'd like to be mm-hmm. um, but I think that just adds to the pressure of us being a really good team, and everybody expects us to blow everyone out. Every game. Um, I'm not super worried. I think we'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots game, I mean, I'm not going to throw a bunch of excuses out. But, I mean, it's rainy. You got crap like that, and that evens out the, the playing field a lot. It yeah. um, <clears throat> doesn't allow you to kind of open up your playbook how you want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm I'm not really worried. Tonight, tonight, I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, to be honest. Like I love I love him in in Tampa for some reason. What? Um, like I don't know, him as a person is a little a little sketchy, but like I'm here I'm here for the whole like Baker's a dog comeback story type thing. So, um, can you We're revive- supposed to
0: hate everybody that we play. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> Philly, Philly. <laughs> oh, I mean, obviously I'm taking I'm taking the birds. So I mean, this is the one game I'm hoping Baker kind of tanks. But I mean, I mean, what? The Bucks are 2-0, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, I don't think it'll be an easy game, No. Um, but if we just come out, we fire, we get our backfield going and we get our run game going like, like we did against Minnesota, Mm -hmm. I think we'll be, we'll be in the money, but
0: I'm curious. I'm curious now, last year, not last year, the year before I tried my very best to get a hype train going with Baker Mayfield being starting quarterback in Philadelphia instead of Jalen Hurts. I was obviously clearly wrong, but were you, were you with me on that train?
2: I remember you saying that, and I don't see. I think I wasn't completely opposed to it. Like, I wasn't, I didn't hate it, but I mean, I love how it, this turned out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was totally wrong. Yeah. I know.
2: I'll be, I'll be, I'd love to see Baker succeed anywhere but, but Philly now, but yep. yeah.
0: And against Philly. Yeah. That's true, too. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a good schedule come. I mean, obviously, you have Tampa here, which. I think you guys I don't win. want this to be our trap game for like the Cowboys. Yeah, yet. you guys should win this game. They're two and zero, but I mean, this is Tampa. I don't think that they're that good, right? I mean, I don't think so. But I mean, if anybody can throw it in the middle of the field, then we lose. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, but then you have the Commanders next. with mm-hmm. can pass rush, but I think you guys should win that. It's a divisional <laughs> game though, and then the Rams, who I don't, I also don't think are for real. Jets, God, they're awful. And then <laughs> you have the Dolphins after that. But like the next few games, you guys we should six and zero heading into play. That's Miami. what I'm hoping is that we can be six and zero heading into Miami. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yes, and it'd be a great weekend. The Cowboys lose, the the Commanders lose, mm-hmm. the Giants lose. If all of them lose and we can win, I mean, we'll be obviously first in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be that's a good weekend. That's a really good weekend if we can pull out a win.
2: Yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, we we just need to win the games <clears throat> that we're expected to win. Um, yes. But, yeah, I feel like I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm confident, but in the Eagles, but I feel like there's always just like like you said, like the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Like any given Sunday, you show if you don't show up. I mean, NFL is the NFL, so I mean, you never know. Like the Commanders. I mean, the Commanders for some reason like they played like trash against the Bills. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. If Sam Sam Howell, I don't know. I don't completely hate Sam Howell, like as the Commanders' quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, not to get off on a tangent, but like, I think he's got that little dog factor in him too.
0: Hmm. I haven't really similar watched him to Baker enough
2: Mayfield enough. vibes.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> hmm. At least to me. I, did not I don't know that. I did, I did not know that. I don't know anything about Sam Howell. Me neither. I actually don't think I know anything about him. Did he so, go to North Carolina? yes okay Uh, i was gonna say ucla i was wrong yeah (laughs) um i get ucla and north carolina mixed up though really similar colors i guess right uh they have that baby blue don't they kind of yeah maybe i'm just wrong isn't chip kelly the ucla coach still I don't know. Ah, good riddance. Yes. Good riddance. <laughs> Goodbye. So the, the before we went to the Vikings game, well, we, well, uh, when we went to the Vikings game on the way there, Brandon, you showed me the video of the crazy dude that was waiting outside of the stadium or whatever for hours, right? Oh yeah. Um, and he predicted that spot on, spot by on by. that it was going to be a six point game and that mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift was going to have a great game. And it scored Tutty. Scored a Tutty. Yep, all that stuff. Um, so. Dare, have you seen that video?
2: Was he the dude that was waiting out like booty early in the morning,
0: four like four AM? Yeah,
2: he was. He was like a middle middle aged guy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, I have. Yes. Yeah. A little, that that was crazy.
0: A little odd. So I'm asking you. So for tonight, oh, for tonight's game, Dare, could you give us three very specific predictions
2: Ooh.
0: that you think mm. will happen tonight? Measurable, specific, the whole bit.
2: All right, Uh, (laughs) man, I gotta, I gotta think. How about Um, about we start with the spread?
0: Oh yeah, it's a five, five point spread.
2: ESPN says it's a six or Philly minus six is what. uh, Oh really? ESPN has yeah. I'll take. uh, like, am I guessing the spread, or am I saying do they cover it or not?
0: No, specific. What's the spread? I would say, what what do you predict the spread being?
2: I think the Eagles win by twelve points.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm confident. I, I like I'm that. Confident. Okay. Any other specific predictions? Um, A.J. Brown AJ gets Brown. two tutties. Ooh.
2: Oh, you said two. Oh, wow. I was going crazy specific. I was going to say like. AJ Brown with 127 receiving yards. <laughs> I love it. Check it. Um,
0: you said check it. <laughs> uh.
2: Yeah. I feel like I think DeAndre Swift goes off again today. Ooh. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like specifics for him.
0: That'd be great because I have be um, both in fantasy and I need it.
2: Dude. Fa- ah, fantasy. Joe Burrow is uh, in. I don't know if you guys saw that.
0: I did. We, yep. Um, he's he's at start. least getting dressed. He's not going to walk out naked. That's all we know. <laughs>
2: I'm playing oh. against my fantasy, so he could if he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sweat- I'll say, okay. Eagles one by 12. A.J. Brown, 127 receiving yards. And we'll go. We'll say Kenny Gainwell has. 64 rushing yards.
0: Why? Why Gainwell?
2: Because <laughs> DeAndre Swift's gonna go crazy. Way to break any game. not gonna.
0: Not 60, much to it. 64 is a lot though for a backup, right? Is he the backup now? Because he was the starter, and then he got That's, hurt, and Swift is. Yeah, in. is Swift the starter?
2: I I, I want to say he is, um, and then I'll, they'll probably just funnel funnel Gainwell in. As needed, because I don't think they'll probably try to throw him in the fire right away, especially after Swift's performance. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. I'd start Swift right away if he's not.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I would as well. Agreed. But all right, so we got Darren Myers predicting Eagles win by twelve. AJ Brown has one hundred and twenty-seven receiving yards, and Kenneth Gainwell finishes with sixty-four rushing yards. Wow! Place your bets. What? <laughs> Put in the house on it. Yep. Put in the house. You have a house?
2: <laughs> no. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't have one after half I bet on it anyway.
0: <laughs> well, happy 21st birthday, Dare. Oh, 21st. Yeah, big old 2-1. Thanks. Yep. Did oh, you know. What? Sorry, go ahead. What, are you doing anything special?
2: Nah, man. I'm going to sit on the couch, drink a Capri Sun nice and uh watch the eagles <laughs> nice all i want is an eagle's win for my birthday so
0: well i hope so yeah. it'll be fun celebrating your birthday this weekend though we're gonna that. go down and visit visit him in uh, pittsburgh this weekend so that'll be fun it's awesome yeah. good luck i to celebrate till then thank oh, you sweet. <laughs> appreciate it all right there nice talking to you well i'll see yeah. you this weekend
2: yeah sure see if i was see ya,
0: see ya. All right. So a few weeks ago, I got caught as much as many people did. I uh, got caught watching the quarterback series. Mm-hmm. And have you watched all the quarterback series or some of it? Uh, yes, I've seen it. Okay, I haven't. I didn't see the last episode. Okay, because it's Pat Mahomes winning a championship, and I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, understood. Um, but I watched it. I really enjoyed that documentary, that docu series, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought they did a good job of of doing the back behind the scenes. I liked it so much that I said that I think it is the number one, the pinnacle of sports documentaries. I think it overtook Hard Knocks and All or Nothing and all those. Like as far as like sports documentaries, Mm -hmm. I thought that it took debate. It held the crown for about (laughs) two weeks. Because then I watched the Kelsey documentary Mm -hmm. and I loved what they did with this documentary. I think they did outstanding. I think more players should be doing this. Um, and they did a great job. Um, you recently watched it. I as did. I well. watched it on Saturday. And yep. so, yeah. So, what were your thoughts as a diehard Eagles fan, oh. loving Jason Kelsey before mm-hmm. it was cool? Yep. Um, what were your thoughts on the it was. It was cool seeing him um, at home. It's cool seeing him not just like play football, but just do stuff do life outside of football. Mm-hmm. I think that's just it's ne- I think it's needed in those kind of things, not just oh this is a football documentary football football. They're human beings. What what's actually happening outside of football. And I thought that was really cool and him and start like starting off, spoiler alerts, just letting everybody know. Yep. Um just talking about like in the beginning of what he means to the city. He's like the speech it wasn't meant to do what it did. Mm -hmm. Like he was talking about the team, but Philadelphia, it was a Philadelphia speech and he round and everybody gravitated to it. Right. And ran with it. Mm -hmm. And, and from then on, he's he's just been a on another level kind of athlete Mm -hmm. and for the, for the city. And yes, he's only a center. And I thought it was really interesting in his podcast. He's like talking about, I'm just a center. like, (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to ruin the center or I, f- I forgot how he put it, but something about that. He's just a center. Nobody else really knows me before this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of people knew who yeah, you were. I mean, a lot of people do. I, I mean, liked his humility when uh, he was with Angelo Cataldi, I think from um, WIP mm-hmm. and they were complimenting the Eagles of all And you know, you're doing a great job all blah, blah. and he's like, yeah, well, I just snapped the ball. Like, yeah. Nick <laughs> Foles won the championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I do is snap <laughs> the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also like how his brother's in it too. Mm-hmm. Just part, not just like he also is going with his brother, Jason through everything in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's not an Eagle. He's a chief and, and whatnot. Um, by the way, now he's dating a Swift or yep. taylor swift it's a, a swift yeah a swift i don't know why a swift. taylor swift the swifty those just don't. got an update that his jersey sales are up 400 percent. really since yesterday wow being with it swifty anyway yep. that's on another level anyway um but no it was it, it was really fun also going through the games again like having that nine and zero record, and then I seeing Monday Night come along, and you see the 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 Commanders, and you're like, we lost this game. Yep. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just how they rebuild because it was that season we were on a high, 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 and then we lost, turned everything around. Things went down quick, and then but then we we got to when Jalen Hurts got hurt, mm-hmm. and then everybody was blaming Jason Kelsey for being a t- terrible leader. I was like, whoa, like I forgot, I forgot. I didn't even realize actually people were doing that. I just thought we just need to get Kelsey back and the team. And he was saying the team wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. And then coming back, we didn't look good. And like they, out of nowhere, you know, came back and made Bowl. But anyway, that's, that was the season. But seeing him go through every like different, the different aspects in and out of the, uh, the season Mm -hmm. and and you know his like one of the biggest things for me is just how much pain that these guys go through and him saying like literally he's hitting his head every single play yeah literally smacking helmets he said he's had seven surgeries and he has to do he has to do like what like muscle therapy before he even gets out there on the field now you're going through all of that like you and you still want to go out there and play right like there's a, a love for the game. There's a desire to play that you're willing to put your body through. Mm-hmm. And he even said CTE is a potential. Like, mm-hmm. And he's like, basically saying it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Like if I can, if I'm only here, everybody has time to live an X amount of time to live, whether mine's going to be shorter because you just don't know what I want to. Well, I felt like that was a jarring. there was a statement in a documentary and I'm going to butcher it, but sure. I felt like it was a jarring statement to me because mm-hmm. I, I would disagree, but I understand. Sure. Um, he said something along the lines of, I know I'm putting my body at risk and that I may not be able to ever fully relate with my grandkids. I may not be able to actually mm-hmm. have a great relationship with them because if I do get CT, there's a good chance that he dies young and all that stuff. And he says that, and he, he, he is aware of that. This is what I loved about the documentary is that it went into the depths of this. And so it's addressing the the fact that he's wrestling truly with playing another year of football. And understanding that that could mean that he gets CTE and dies young and may never have a legitimate relationship with his grandkids. And it takes you through the process of him processing that. Mm -hmm. And he says, if I get the chance to not only impact teammates and my immediate family, but also the city of Philadelphia, um, that's a, that's a, that's a trade-off that's worth it is what he says. It's like, it's pretty much worth to impact these amount of people in my lifetime to maybe not have a relationship with my grandkids. Again, I would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. That was jarring to me. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, whoa, that is some that dedication. It, yeah. That is dedication. And I appreciated the level and the depth on the emotional level that it went into with, with Jason mm-hmm. um, in the in the documentary as well. Yeah. But yeah, I like the um the other thing I appreciated about this documentary. I told you this separately is the just the the rawness of it, mm-hmm. as I just said, but also even like on the parenting aspect, there was yeah. a, like if you're if you're have been a parent before, or if you are currently a parent, or you know have have kids, uh, had young kids, um, there was a lot of moments when you're like, oh yeah, I know what that is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know trying to put your kids down from nap and then not listening, and then being too loud while you're you know the, you know dad's over in the other room podcasting. Like we've literally been there. Like yeah, that literally happened. If you're listening to this podcast for any little bit of time. You understand that you oftentimes hear my kids in the background. Yeah. Just the reality. And so that th- th- I, I could relate on different levels there. Uh, there was even, the, you know, scene when he's FaceTiming his wife when he's out of town and whatnot. And, you know, you can tell she's not happy. And, mm-hmm. you know, he says, I'm not up for husband of the year or husband. of the, She said the worst the word. She said, I'm fine. I'm fine. That's yeah. a Terrible yep. word. When yep. you yep. hear that, you're like, ah, <laughs> nope, you're not. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it just went all there. And so, um, it was it was just super well done. I mm-hmm. also lo- like shocked by the fact that they had to pay for their own Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, did you know oh that? Oh my goodness, no, I did not. <laughs> she said we're paying four thousand dollars for a kid. For a kid, I was like, why? Total, Don't you get a total of fifty thousand dollars they paid to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> and then they said, whatever the daughter's name is, do you want to go to the game? No. <laughs> my da- my kid my my doll wants to go to the game. They're like we're not paying for a doll ticket. $4,000. $4,000 for a doll. For a doll. Mm. That was But but I also the other thing that kind of got me was whenever they after the game was over, after the Super Bowl. Like literally it was almost 45 minutes after. At least because I was looking on their clocks it looked like it said 10:10. I'm guessing the Super Bowl ended around 9:30 whatever. He got back to the hotel, his hotel with his wife and his two kids and he was like, he laid down on the bed and just kind of like, you could tell he was kind of upset, but he wasn't really showing the emotions. But then seeing the wife, you could just tell she was devastated and just like hard for her to, to see it. Um, That kind of hit too, of just like, he continued, I mean, he's continuing on with his life because you have to to continue on with your life and but his wife was devastated devastated yeah wow. his wife was more upset than he was it yeah like. oh yeah yeah but i love those clips and i've seen the clips of like him and travis after the super bowl i've seen the clips of him and his mom at that's yep. simple mm-hmm. but seeing the whole story it was like man this mm-hmm. is it was the, the whole documentary is a very emotional journey it's fun mm-hmm. you get to see the, the fun of that family and whatnot and of the city and and everything there um jason just does a great job there's a clip of him giving a speech to the team before the Mm -hmm. super bowl when he's calling out all the haters saying that jalen hurts was a system quarterback yep um and all of that and i just felt like the you really got a behind the scenes look in this documentary Mm -hmm. and i felt like it was just very very well Mm done um so that being said, I put it number one. Mm. Um, it, it is now the standard, in my opinion, mm. of sports documentaries. Uh, quarterback has moved to two after a short stint on the yep. top. Um, my one other part, one other part of this documentary that was my favorite was when the wife said, "If Jason was to go somewhere else, I could not cheer for that team." Yeah, because she's Philly. I would cheer for Kelsey. I would put on his jersey. I would not cheer for the team. Right. She said, I'm cheering. I am Phil. Yeah, I am Philly. Um, I was like, whoo. Yeah, because that's pretty crazy. All right, just to close out here, some life updates. What do you think? Yep. Um, All right, so... so, Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Jay Jay texted me. Obviously, we had Jay interrupt the podcast.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Anyway. (laughs) And uh, very rudely interrupt the podcast. And he mentioned that, uh, you know, me starting a new job and whatnot. So I'm I'm sure maybe some of you are curious about that. Um, So I guess let me explain. Um, So we uh, I've sold real estate over the past five years. It's been great. It's amazing. I love what I do. Um, that being said, being your own business owner, um, and working a job such as real estate, where oftentimes you're needed when other people are off of work. Um, so like second, like, like sort of when everybody else is getting off of work, that's when they want to go to see home. So weekends, evenings, all that stuff. Um, we now have baby number four, um, Mm. and four kids at home, all five and under. And I found myself, just to be real honest, I found myself oftentimes being, uh, being very distracted as I was home. Um, and so th- there's, of course, in being a realtor, there's always the, the sudden showing when you're hanging out at home. There was times when we were outside playing on the playground and suddenly somebody wanted to see a house that had a deadline for 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. And in those situations, you kind of have to go. or else your buyer is not going to land the house. And so you almost have to just go. And that was one thing, but I started noticing even the, um, when I didn't have anything going on, when it's like, um, uh, you know, no showings, no buyers, nothing going wrong. And then suddenly I'm still thinking about how to grow the business, how to strategize here, how to do all this stuff. And, um, and I'm just an all-or-nothing person. That's kind of who I am. Highly strategic and, and doing a lot of stuff. But it really became a distraction when I would like be wrestling with my kids, or playing on the trampoline, or spending time with Cheryl, whatever it may be. And I'm thinking about work still. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't have to work right now. We'd be away on vacation, and I'm still thinking about work. And I'm like, man, like in this season of having four kids under five, four kids five and under, um, I'm really not going to be okay in 15 years with the time lost, not necessarily the physical time, because as being a realtor, I actually can spend more time physically with my kids than most people can. But the quality of time in that mm-hmm. is very low in my, that that's what I felt and um, in my experience. And so for me, I was like, man, looking down the road saying 15 years from now, I could have a successful real estate business, but if it not burns, I don't want to sound super dramatic because my relationship with my kids and my relationship with my wife is really good and we had a good spot. And that wasn't why I made the decision, but I could see that, man, I wasn't okay with the fact that I wasn't able to fully be at home when I was at home. Yeah. And, uh, that was a me thing. It wasn't something my wife noticed it at times, but it wasn't something that she was like, yeah, this is a problem. And it wasn't something that my kids were like, yeah, this is a problem. It was me. I felt it. And, Mm -hmm. um, so that being said, we decided to lay down real estate um, we're, we're, you know, I'm going to stop selling real estate uh, indefinitely. You know, as of now, we're officially done uh, working on, you know, some some, you know, some finishing touches and transferring the business, selling the business and all that stuff. And um, I've chosen to go work with Patches Painting, which hey, uh, this guy across the table from me, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Brandon Myers, works at as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm super excited for that. And so today, it, literally a week from today, I start. Yep. Um, and so as you're listening to this, it's probably later on the week, but, uh, this upcoming Monday, um, October 2nd, I'll be starting and, uh, it'll be a new journey and yeah. it'll be different, uh, working a job, but I am really, really looking forward to clocking out. So, um, uh, but <laughs> yeah. Jay, yeah, Jay, by the way, you did not know you did not, we were totally planning on talking about it. Mm. Um, and then I totally forgot until you called. That's why we were like, Whoa, Yep. And, um, <laughs> but anyway, it was fun. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so that's where we're at. That's the life update for us. Um, told you I had a vasectomy. We got deep and personal. Yeah, way personal. Nice. Right there. <laughs> so now you got to tell us when you get a vasectomy, when, uh, whenever that time happens. <sighs> I don't happens. know when that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that we bad. do want another one. It's really not that bad.
1: Eh.
0: It's not. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want it. Just give it a shot sometime. <laughs> pun intended <laughs> yeah yeah Mm. i'm not looking forward to it mm-hmm. but i mean well, i'm not looking forward to working with you either so. yeah all right whatever <laughs> <laughs> should be fun i hope so All right. We're going to close out this yep. episode because Brandon is literally <laughs> sitting across the table from me watching the Eagles game. Play by play. As I'm we, not actually watching the game. It's play by play. Does that count as watching the game? Go, uh, no, not watching the game. You're following the game or something like that yeah. at that point. Um, but yeah, Brandon is dying to get home to watch the Eagles game. Don't blame him. I'm dying. Uh, we, yeah, we are lit- we're recording this as the Eagles are kicking off, right? No, 10 minutes ago. Yeah, they already kicked. It's fourth and one right now on the Tampa Bay 14. Okay. And so what are they going to do? I think Jalen Hurts is going to go right up the middle with the 92% play okay. winning okay. percentage. The scrum? That is my that is my guess. Um, I do not know. I'm just talking right now and rambling until I see what happens. Yeah, Until and then we find out if you were right on the air here. The Bengals yeah, start. Uh, the Bengals game will kick off in about an hour here. Prediction? Um, for the Bengals game? Yep uh i think we win i think we win by um i'll say 10 points 10 points i think we win by 10 points um again they had that like it's i also wouldn't be i also wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game if you know burrow ends up not finishing the game or you know all this stuff but like it's, it's really early to be able to say all, all all this whatever but i say 10 point win whoa they did not get it oh gain well up the middle negative one yards Oh why, yeah, stupid! Fourth and already, one? look at that. Stupid. Eagles are not the same. We're not the same. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> trade him mid game. <laughs> <laughs> Baker, <laughs> Baker, just throw on the New Jersey, come on in. Can you do that? You can't do that, can you? No, but they did it in the bat in basketball. Remember that one time they did it? Like, Some- there was a player that they were that was like on the sideline, and they took him out because he got traded. No, I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember when Vontae Davis retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mid- halftime. Halftime, yeah. Half time, yeah. <laughs> he just walked away. So bad. Uh, anyway, thanks yep. for listening to this episode. Yep, thanks, we'll be guys. We'll for some more. And uh, see you.